Weekend Breakfast with Sarah Jane Magwala King on Cape Talk. So if I were to ask you, as I am this morning, um, what's your life's purpose? How would you answer? Uh, for some, it's a really tough question. For others, um, maybe those slightly further along their journey on this mortal coil, it's a little bit easier. My next guest says that in order to find her life's purpose, she had to go back in time and confront the skeletons that lurked in the closet of her past. Only once she'd done that could she embark on discovering her why and living her most authentic life. Uh, Damien Gadaming is also known as the message architect and she works with presidents, executives, organisations, corporate leaders across the globe to make positive change in the world. And in her debut book, Finding purpose. She takes readers along in her quest to discover her life's aim. Tammy, it's great to have you with us. Welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah Jane. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I love this. I love the idea of the book. I love the book um, <laughs> because because I think it's only, you know, I'm 43 now, but I would say it's only in the last few years, maybe in my yeah. later 30s, that I have mm. even come to consider the concept mm-hmm. of finding purpose. I think a lot of a lot of one's twenties and thirties. Oh, let me speak for myself. A lot of my twenties and and early thirties were just about going. What is this? This is a crazy ride. Let me. <laughs> let, do you know what I mean? Though, like, what, let let me let me live the extremes of life. Um, I didn't have responsibilities, really. I didn't have kids then. Mm. I could sort of do what I want. And and life seemed to, for me at least, um, go between um, extreme highs of, oh, I'm riding high, and then extreme lows of, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm I'm too fat or I'm too this or I'm too whatever. Um, And then something happened for me around my sort of mid-30s where, um, and I I pray pray that it continues well I sort of started just relaxing into myself and it and also and you speak about this sort of doing the work doing a lot of childhood trauma work and stuff like that and and getting sober for me was a big one and and realizing that oh okay and then the questions around purpose started coming up so I suppose I suppose a, a jumping off point Tammy might be defining purpose how do you define purpose I love all the things you said because I, I, I literally um, woke up to purpose when I had my second son. Yeah. And I was on maternity leave. That was mid-30s for me. We're similar ages, you and I. So um, it's, it's, it's not something that I, I was fortunate enough to find at an early age, well, at least consciously. But subconsciously, mm. we always know our purpose from childhood but we become so outwardly focused on the goals and dreams we want to achieve that we forget what our mind had already told us. I mean, I I already walked around at the age of maybe five with my mom's underarm roll on. Um, and I used to practice in front of the mirror. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sammy. Uh-huh. And then I forgot about it completely. I mean, look at what I do now. Yep. Go figure. Um, but it's also just realizing that purpose is not one thing. I think that what the world has done is made us think that we need to find that one big thing and it's got to be aligned to how you make your money. That isn't really purpose for some people. I mean, the fact that I play the role of even mom to my kids, that's that's one purpose of my life. Me being my husband's wife, that's another purpose of my life. 
it's just that the one that people romanticize is the one that brings the income. And so we all think we need to find that one major thing. So how I define purpose is if you do an exercise and you just write on the one side, what are your passions? And then on the other side, what are your talents? Purpose is generally the very intersection of both those things. And you'll find the number of things meet in the middle. And this is why you'd land up having somebody like a Nelson Mandela, and I'm going to pick him Mm. because I think he's one that everybody knows. He was quite a talented boxer, but Mm. he didn't have a passion for it. That's why it wasn't his life's purpose, right? And then you go to the other extreme, you go to music, you know, talent shows like like idols where people are passionate about about singing, but they have no talent for it. Your purpose will never give you the one or the other. You'll have the passion and the talent for it. And it'll be in the intersection of it. That's how I define purpose. Oh, you've you've said so much there, and I want to I want to un, unpick so so much of what you said. Unpick and unpack so much of it. But oh. I love I love that idea. I love that you give that example. I was listening to a podcast the other day, that the Trevor Noah podcast. I know not everyone's sure. a fan of Trevor. I am, and I think his podcast is brilliant. By the way, I'm just saying, not um, everybody's a fan of everybody. Not so everybody's okay. a fan of everybody. You can't you can't be all things to all people. And I'm I'm quite positive that Trevor's not not sitting there worried about those of us or those yeah, people that yeah, aren't. Yeah, you shouldn't be. He's okay. Yeah, he's, he's doing all right. Um, but he was doing an interview with somebody, and this just goes to show my absolute lack of sporting knowledge. He was in a massive, the Australian um, tennis player, Nick Craigios, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, yeah. I had no idea who he was. And, and and what they were talking about was that he's, he's sort of the bad boy of tennis, right? And what was so interesting yeah. to me was he was basically talking about how he had a talent for this thing, right? He had a talent mm. for, for tennis. It is not mm. his passion. Yeah. He, he earns millions and millions of dollars every day playing tennis, the Grand Slams, yep. playing against Nadal, blah, 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 blah. But to hear him speak, and it's extraordinary because exactly as you said, there is there's, there is this idea that, that our purpose has to be the thing that, um, first of all, makes us the money. Well, maybe it is making him the money. Um, it makes us the happiest thing ever. He's not, he, he speaks about tennis as 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 it is, it's just his job. His passion lies elsewhere. He likes gaming. He's a gamer. That's mm-hmm. his thing. And he's really mm-hmm. good at it. And he's really passionate about it. And his, he's very mm-hmm. clear about the fact that when he can't play tennis anymore, when he's no longer, you know, a great tennis player or, or is heading for retirement, he'll just give up and go and do something else. And I thought that mm-hmm. in a world where everyone is wanting him to be the certain thing, he's just like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm I'm not that yep. thing, and and I think about my best friend also, who is a, a hugely successful businessman. Right, he is um, really he's done very very well for himself. And he said to me last year something that I thought was so interesting. He said, "You know what? I've suddenly realised, and this is and to watch somebody coming into their purpose is a beautiful thing, right? Mm, is that he is, said yeah. to me." He was like, you know what? I've started to change the whole ethos of my company to become more aligned with what I actually. He said, what I actually want to do is like write books and stuff. And here he is, that you know, that the MD of this global company. And he said, actually, I'm I'm transforming the ethos of my company to become. And I, these these are my words, but gentler. Um, it's mm-hmm. not all about chasing the next buck. He says, I've, che- I've achieved that. I've conquered the business world. I've done that. And now I want to do good. And I thought, God, that's so interesting. Um, mm. I, I, I just wonder that that thing of, t- of talent versus versus passion. 
Does passion necessarily mean that you love the thing? I don't know that passion always means that we love the thing. I, 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 do, I think I don't necessarily think it's loving it. I think it fulfills you. And I love the examples of the people that you've given. So I was in corporate for 20 years. Yeah. A communi- and a communications guru, I'm going to name it at that. And how do I know as a guru? I mean, I climbed up the corporate ladder right up to executive level. And I wouldn't have climbed up to executive level if I wasn't if I wasn't um, good at it, you yeah. know. Um, and that's the talent part of the of the communications. But I didn't I didn't I didn't love it. I didn't go I didn't go to bed feeling fulfilled every night. I may have had the salary, the title, the things that people think we should like in a in, in a job, but I wasn't happy. You know, um, corporate felt like hard work mm. uh, for me. Whereas now I'm still in communications, right? Mm. The talent that we spoke about. Mm. The difference is I go to I go to bed fulfilled from moderating conversations that I get to pick which mm. ones I want to moderate. It's not I don't moderate for the sake of moderating. I get to write a book that's communications that I want to write. I get to program direct events that I want to and shape shift and and, and and steer the direction and the narrative of the world. So it's more fulfillment. Yes, I had the same talent in corporate, but it's just that little shift. And I love what you said about your best friend. Still same company, but a shift in it. Yeah. So it's not necessarily love. It's I feel like I'm fulfilled, like I'm contributing and making a difference to the world. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so interesting, isn't it? Um, I wonder about having multiple purposes right sure. um and and i and i was thinking about this as i was as i was driving into work this morning i was thinking okay so very often when we talk about purpose what what we're talking about actually it's inaccurate to say that we're talking about purpose because what we're talking about is um are you are you making as much money as you can in a mm-hmm. job with the biggest title you can get? That that mm-hmm. is often what what we're doing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I sit here and I sit behind this microphone, and this is one arm of what I do. And I think, and I was saying mm-hmm. last week, I never experience Sunday night or Friday night for me. Sunday night blues, never. Never, ever in this job do I ever experience that. I, I'm, that. <laughs> I really don't. Um, and mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for that. Um, I. I think I'm. I think I'm pretty good at what I do. I, d- I don't think I'm the best at what I do. I but think I, you're good at what you do. Don't th- don't doubt yourself. Thank you. Okay. Well, th- thank you. You 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 said it. And and I've got a passion for it. I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So that's one arm of of what I do. It's the main. This is the mainstream of my income. But the other thing mm-hmm. that I do is I write books. Now that is a real labor. Like, I want to say labor of love, but <laughs> that I I I love it. I absolutely love storytelling and then mm-hmm. I was thinking okay but those are still things that earn me money what what mm-hmm. else is could be is a purpose and I and it suddenly hit me and I thought I'm a cycle breaker in my family yep there we go there we go beautiful one because I'm also that right so I, I resonate and with that so much yes that's it and I 
thought, God, that's that is something that I hadn't even thought about. But I think about mm-hmm. my place in my family, and and mm-hmm. maybe um, you know, if we're to believe in um, you know the power of the universe and higher powers or God or Allah or whatever you might want to call it, that I was mm-hmm. put on this earth, and I and I think about my children in that sense as well. I was put on this mm-hmm. earth to be a cycle breaker, to change mm-hmm. the cycle of dysfunction and trauma and blech mm-hmm. that has mm-hmm. that has come before me. And listen, uh, it's it is something I'm passionate about. It's not something I love. When I'm sitting, you know, crying on my therapist floor, I don't always love it, but I am passionate about changing it. And I think I'm good at it because I'm I've shown that I'm consistent in it. I have consistently for 17 mm-hmm. years shown up as a clean and sober person. I have consistently mm-hmm. for 17 years um committed to changing myself and okay. therefore those who come after me. So, it's not always about how the purpose affects our pocket, right? No, not at all. That's what I said earlier, right? And, and I, that's why I was quite cheeky and agreed to the title of the book, <laughs> Finding Purpose, right. because where do you find it? In your garage? <laughs> at a shop? Yeah. <laughs> like, please tell us so we can all go and find it. <laughs> and as you read the book, you'll find out that I'm saying, Purpose is inherent. Yeah. It's not something you 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 find. It's nobody falls out of the sky. We were all made up with intention. It is up to us to discover what the intention is. And I think it's so beautiful how you put it. You started to discover that uh, my one of my purposes is to break the cycle in my family. We're all made with purpose. The only problem with human beings is we love things that look pretty and cool. <laughs> and so we want our purposes to be packaged so that we can post about them and tell them to the world. Yeah. But purpose is sometimes stuff that you can't even package. It's just the role that you're playing. And that's why I made an example to say, I, one of my purposes is being, is being my kid's mom. I'm the only mom they'll ever have. For the entire life, it's a purpose. I, it's my purpose. I gave birth to them. Yeah. And that's one of the purposes in my life. And so there's multiple different purposes that we all play. And in actual fact, the more I, I'm, 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 I'm having these conversations on purpose after having gotten the book published, I realize even in our daily lives, there's a purpose for each day. It's just about shutting the noise from the world and reflecting and, and, and not romanticizing the word purpose. It is why were you made? There's intention on everybody's life. It's up to each individual to discover it. If you're just joining us this morning at 8.24, my guest this morning is uh, the message architect, uh, Damian Gadiming, uh, who's just uh, written uh, her first book. It's called Finding Purpose. Do yourselves a favour and go and pick up a copy. Um, th- there are so many little tidbits in here, uh, Dami, that I will just... And it's the kind of book also you can dip yeah. in and out of, which I absolutely yeah. love. One of the first chapters, which I, I, I really, I really loved, and I think it's something that an awful lot of people struggle with. Um, it's called The Ir- Irony of Authentic Living. Sure. Yes. That, that clapped me because I thought this is, it's, it's, it speaks to me, right? And it speaks to so yep. many people. Just, just briefly um, summarize The Irony of Authentic Living, if you would. So, so initially, when we wrote the when we wrote the chapter, I'd initially called it the paradox of life. Actually, yeah, yeah, because I just find life such a parody, right? Because the, you 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 um 
you're born to live your natural, authentic life, but then the world wants to package you how the world wants to package you. Mm. And yet in the same breath, they say, everybody must live their authentic life. It's the, it's, it's the strangest paradox that we're, we're, we're living in. And, and for me, I kind of have just chosen to, to um, I'm going to just say it how I want to say it, right? And the listeners can interpret it however. Okay. I'm okay with being a weirdo in the world because <laughs> what the world has done is it it's made authenticity weird and so when you do come come to the you know come to the fore and you're authentic people are like oh no she doesn't fit in we're never made to fit in that's not it otherwise we would have been made in a factory and all at the same time with the default setting so just live your life man just live your life you're, you know it's uh- uh, the the older I get, I think I think a lot of stuff comes with maturity and wisdom, right? And, yeah, and, and and just life experience. And for me, definitely, the older I get, and again, the more work that I do on myself, the more I am heading towards what you say. And I, I can't sit here and say that one hundred percent. I I am there. I still have those little voices. I I, I still am on occasion bothered by what other people think of me and 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 I can yeah. read as many self-help books that say what other people think of you is none of your business but I you know mm-hmm. I do have that and it's something that I'm working on but I really do strive and I think I think writing books and, and I wonder if you'll relate to this when you particularly the type of book you know you, you've written a book in which you share an awful lot of, of yourself um, and yeah. and mine as well is is memoir so you're putting yourself right out there Okay, a, mm. a lot of my, um, I was going to swear them, but anyway, a lot of my stuff is very, <laughs> is very much out there in the world to see. The good, the bad and the ugly of Sarah Jane McGuire yeah. King it, it is out there. Um, first of all, once it's out there, it gives you very little room to reverse back and, and go and go back and be inauthentic. But also yeah. it's it's a thing that it's like I there's a freedom in authenticity. There's a freedom in it. Yeah. I posted something that I never do because I can't normally bear her from Jada Pinkett Smith. Is she Smith? Is she mm-hmm. not? whatever Jada Pinkett yesterday where she was talking about this exact thing of like do you boo like just um Mm. that 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 authenticity don't worry about what the next person is saying because Mm. in 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 learning to love in learning to love who you are your own authenticity the it's almost like scales. The more you love yourself, the higher you go up, the less other people's opinions matter. But it's but we're mm-hmm. all a work in progress, right? We are all a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And so bringing it back to the conversation about purpose, I think often the, the louding voice of um, what we're supposed to do in life, and I love that you say you, you, you're okay with being a weirdo, we're all, there, there can be this thing of being sheep. We're meant to go to school and then we're meant to go to university and then we're meant to get a job that is secure and da da da. And then we're meant to, um, you know, get married at a reasonable age. And then we're meant to have this number of children. Then we're meant to have a Volvo in the garage. And we're meant to have a, and all of this stuff. And, and, and I, I didn't, I did things all, uh, you know, higgledy piggledy, had my last child at the age of 42. You know, all of this stuff. Yeah. And, and I love that. I love, because all of these weird things that have been done out of line have allowed me to find my life's purpose. Yeah, so, I, so the, the, I love the things that you have raised. So I think the first one for me is um, society has made us um, all want to achieve fame oh. and all 
and and whether we like it or not, we're all chasing fame. I had to call myself out last year because I cared so much about who's liking my post, yep. who's commenting on my post, and I had to check myself. Yeah. And and this is the beauty of an authentic life is I also can't just speak on the good things that I have in my life. I need to call myself out, and I'm calling myself out now on radio with people <laughs> listening. Yeah. Is the fact that if you're chasing numbers, inevitably you're chasing likes, and what's chasing likes is chasing fame. And I had to remember why I was called to this part of my purpose in life. It was never about chasing fame. Fame was never the main thing. Fame by, 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 will be a byproduct of the stuff that I do. By nature, I'm on global stages. It's part of the package, but it's not the main thing. And then I also had to remember that by writing the book, um, I, I'm owning my story. Yeah. Being in the public eye, it means that I've given an unsugarcoated version of parts of my life. It's not a memoir yet. I refuse to write a memoir. I'm way too young to be writing a memoir. I've just become the message architect four years ago. Otherwise, the <laughs> memoir will exclude, like, what, two-thirds of my life? I'm like, no, Just write not a, a memoir. few. Do what I've done. Yeah. Write a few. That's your excuse. You never so do, I, young. I, I, so I, I'll get to the memoir eventually yeah, somewhere yeah. down the line. But the beauty is, being in the public, I, I've said, Okay, so I've I've told you some of the, the warts in my life. And now what? Now what are you going to write about me? Because people always, when you're living your purpose, they're like, people don't like people who are comfortable in their skin. Because they're not comfortable in their skin. So they'll try and go pick up stuff in your closet to go, okay, well, she's not perfect. I'm like, listen, I've told you my stuff. So what you want to write about? I cheated on my husband. Yeah, yeah, I spoke about it in my book. Mm. Go read it. Mm. I did this. Yeah, 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 I spoke about it. Mm. So now what? So now what? Let's focus on my on my talents and, and skills, rather, yeah. than you trying to go find my skeletons. I've taken my skeletons out of my closet. I've buried them now. Yeah. Now let's get to the purpose and the talent. And the disordered life, I love that you, you spoke about that. It's actually the second chapter in my book. I have no orderly life. They yeah. say go to school, da-da-da-da. Oh, man, Tommy did it completely in her own order. And I love that I did that. Mm. I love that I did that. Even the career thing, they tell people, oh, get a career. And then once you've got X amount of money, then you can have children. Oh, man, I love building my career in front of my children. My children get to get to see what hard work is. That's so sure. hard. And I'm lucky I've got two boys. So now when they get partners, they're going to go, nah, yes, man, my mom worked harder than this. Like... <laughs> This is not going to work, girl. You know, I want them to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nodding along furiously because I'm just relating to so much. Uh, we've got to wrap up, but I just want to. I just one final thing would be: How do we know when we've and we we've spoken about the fact you can have multiple purposes, right? Because we are sure. we are multi layered as as humans. So, how do you know when? Oh, how did you know when you'd found one of your purposes? And I was thinking again about this in the car on the on the, on the drive in, right? And I was thinking, how did I know when I'd yeah. found my one purpose about storytelling? And the re- how I knew was this: when my second book came out, Melinda Ferguson, yeah. who's my publisher, she would excitedly send me the numbers, where mm. I am on the list and whatever. And mm. when, when my first book came out, I used to be a, a you know a slave to the numbers, slave to the numbers. So, <laughs> I really was. I was because, you know, yeah, which is normal. Second book came out. I didn't care. Don't send them to me. I don't care. I tell you why. Because and I think because I write it, you know, I'm writing life. Right. I get messages sometimes out of nowhere and somebody will write and say, I read your book and 
um, I also was somebody who was adopted. Or I was also a, 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 an addiction or I was also, you know, in love with somebody who who, who was a, an addict. And it's those, those are the little gems where I know that I've met somebody, I've, I've met somebody, I've reached somebody. It's that. Mm. It genuinely, I promise you, and I know it sounds trite, it's not about the numbers of sales. I, I absolutely promise you. Mm. And that for me is a moment of that's your purpose, that, that yeah. moment. Or when I find myself doing something, interacting with my children, and my my learned behavior wants me to scream or shout or do something or 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 give mm-hmm. a different comment and what I've the work that I've done allows me to say no hold on this little person is looking to you react in a different way that's when I know I, I'm my purpose is as a cycle breaker so what have mm-hmm. been some of your the moments that that verify that legitimize that solidify for you ah this is my purpose Oh man, I'm nodding at you now because <laughs> I resonate with so many things that you're saying. So let's go back to the book. Um, I had I had just a one mission to fulfill when I wrote this book, and I was given instruction from God to write this book. I wrote the book in two weeks. The editing took a little bit longer, but I wrote the book in two weeks. Sure. And it was an instruction from God. I was on vacay, on holiday, and he's like, no, you're starting today. And the manuscript was a gift to myself on my birthday last year. And the actual book was a gift to myself this year. So it it, it took a year for everything, but that was just editing. And so that was my number one um, um, purpose in writing the book. Then the second purpose came along. My mom, who's had a very tough life, you'll read about it in, mm-hmm. in, in the book. When I said to her, I'm writing the book, the first thing she asked me is, can I walk into you know, the exclusive books and bookstores and show off to everybody with your book on the shelf and your face? And that was never the intention for me. I was just going to write the book. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. From then on, my my sole purpose with the book was to get it on shelves at exclusive books so my mom could walk into shops and show off and have that moment. I didn't care what the financials um, looked like. And so when the book came out and everybody's excited and they're all asking me, are you excited? What are the numbers? I'm like, I've already fulfilled the purpose of the book. So I'm not as excitable as everybody who's now getting to discover it. What I'm enjoying is the gem of knowing that I'm gifting everybody something. So when I get the reviews, when I get people learn this and that and that, it that is so fulfilling for me. And that's how I know that this book has is reaching its purpose and, 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 and by default that I'm the writer, I've reached mine. It just makes me feel feel full seeing people saying, I'm learning this, I'm learning that, I'm learning this. It's not about the finances here for me. It's not about the numbers at all either. And that's how I know. It's bigger than that. The book is called Finding Purpose, Lessons from the Message Architect. And the message architect is Tammy Ngadameng, who has been our guest this morning. What an absolute treat to have you on the show, Tammy. Thank, oh, thank you so you, much. And Jenny. thank you for the oh, book. You're incredible. You are incredible. <laughs> thank thank you. you so much.